And hello, everyone. Welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry. We are excited about today's program as we're going to be talking about prophecy and communion. So stay tuned for today's program. And those of you following us live on social media, we'd love for you there to invite your friends to follow along with us for today's topic. But of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we Lord thank you so Jesus, much, for, you this so much for this opportunity to get together. To get together. And uh, Lord, I and just pray bless this conversation for your honor and glory in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Program Edition. Big Batista and Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we're talking about prophecy and communion. So stay tuned to our program. And of course, continue to pray for us in our program and the situation with this coronavirus around the world. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Great to be on, brother. Good to have another week with you. Yes, another amazing week, Nathan. It's so exciting because every time you and I get together and we share about the current situations that are going on and encourage people through Bible prophecy, we see we always get some wonderful feedback how people are being encouraged. So I'm so glad that we're able to continue uh, to do this. So, Nathan, before we start, just in case someone is new uh, to our program, uh, maybe you can share with them a little bit about you and myself and about the ministry and uh, how they can also uh take advantage of these wonderful resources. Okay, excellent. Well, speaking of feedback, I think we heard a little feedback there. Thanks for fixing that, Vic. Uh, it's not <laughs> for our program there, but uh, uh, Vic and I uh, are hosting this podcast, The Truth Will Set You Free. Uh, we're both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy preaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We're very excited that the Lord's coming back. We won't get other people excited. So we do that primarily, uh, of course, through this broadcast, but our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is in its air, uh, 18th season, aired all over the world. We have so many articles and social network groups you can get, our YouTube channel, our blog articles, uh, videos, uh, you name it. You can find it on our website at ChristinProphecy.org. That's ChristinProphecy.org, which also happens to be the name of our television program. So we hope you can join us there. and. We have plenty of information to help you get uh, knowing about what's involved in Bible prophecy and the Lord's plans to return and how that'll pan out. Fantastic. Thank you, Nathan. Of course, I love, Nathan, the wonderful new uh, prophetic perspectives, uh, short videos and teachings that you're doing. Those have been fantastic. And what you're up to like episode 25, I believe. Uh, 28 airs today. Uh, yeah, what we wanted to do is we wanted to connect with people during this coronavirus crisis and uh, brother, you and I have been following the signs of the end times that Jesus gave us in Luke 21 and Matthew 24, and they're increasing in frequency and intensity, just like Jesus said. And they're getting so much and so often that we can't keep up with it on a weekly television show. <laughs> we, ha we have to deal with it weekly also on our, our podcast here. But, but so what we did is we started creating these short three, five minute videos called Prophetic Perspectives. Uh, to address different topics related to what's going on. You know, are we living in the tribulation now? Uh, is ID 2020 the mark of the beast? Uh, what, do, what do we do about uh, obeying government when they're locking us down? You know, How far do we take it? Those questions that everybody's asking right now from a biblical prophetic perspective. And so folks can check us out on our Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel 
and it's the playlist Prophetic Perspectives. We also have them on our homepage page at ChristinProphecy.org. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Again, for those of you that are tuned in, we see a number of you tuned in via Facebook and all the social media uh, groups. Thank you so much for your prayers and for joining in. Feel free, of course, to uh, leave us your comments and your prayer requests there as um, it will be a blessing. Nathan, another rise that I'm noticing is the rise of conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm sure you are seeing the same thing. I get a, a number of weekly uh, calls or emails or text messages regarding what's going on with this latest video on YouTube and this uh, conspiracy is this true or is this not. And that's also, we know that it's going to be a rise of deception in the last days. And we are encouraging Christians to stick their nose in the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to show them the truth rather than all this uh, silliness that I consider much of this to be that is rising just to confuse people. Would you, are you seeing the same thing as well, right, Nathan? Man, there are a lot of experts, quote unquote, out there who are saying a lot of things and they're all conflicting. <laughs> I saw a survey recently that uh, Americans at 57 percent, now the highest it's been in a long time, believe that the experts, both medical and scientific, that are coming out with advice about the coronavirus and the circumstances around it, that Americans are trusting these experts more and more. And yet we're also seeing endless conflicting stories. Uh, was the coronavirus created in a lab or wasn't it? Was it man-made or wasn't it? Uh, where did it come from? Uh, where is it going? Does it affect you? Uh, are, are face masks necessary or not? They're all saying conflicting things. So I'm not quite sure how, why people are putting, I think they're misplacing their trust. They're putting their trust in man and experts and authorities with limited information instead of putting our trust and faith in God. And, and so, yeah, absolutely. I'm seeing that. I think we're all seeing that. It's leaving a lot of people confused. I know especially our, as our government officials scramble to try to figure out how long to keep the lockdown and, and how to keep people open, when to release businesses and back to business again. They all have conflicting ideas. They're all not sure what to do. Uh, even in here in our own state of Dallas, uh, Texas, here Dallas, we had a hairdresser who opened her salon a week early. She said she had to feed her kids. She was at that breaking point. And she was arrested, and the judge just put her in jail for seven days. Our own governor, Governor Abbott, is trying to get her out of jail, saying this is ridiculous. You know, people got to eat. So questions come up. How far do you trust government to do what's right for you? Or, or do you, what's the biblical mandate for that? So lots of conflicting information, and, and I totally agree with you. We are definitely living in very confusing times. Mm, and Nathan, and yeah, our prayers goes out because we know there's people out there in different financial situations, and uh, it is a tough situation. And this is why I believe, Nathan, that one of the things that the Lord wanted us to do, especially because we're living in the last days, was for our focus not to be in the things of this world, but our focus should be on Him and relying and trusting on Him. And Nathan, one of the things that bring that comes to mind is the early church. One of the things that they will often do when they will gather together is that they will worship the Lord, they will study His Word. And then the Bible tells us they will break bread, koinonia, and fellowship, uh, take communion. And, and the focus was on the things of the Lord. And I think today, especially now, as people have a lot more downtime as they're staying home, that this will be a great opportunity for them to continue to search the scriptures and also spend time in communion with God. And Nathan, if you can take us to Matthew chapter 26 verses 26 to 29, in case someone tuned into the program doesn't have a Bible. So we can talk about this wonderful passage and then the focus there that the Lord wanted us to have. 
Oh, that's a great passage. Uh, we're talking about the Lord's Supper here. The night before he would be crucified, verse 26, Jesus says, and as, or as they're reading, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples. And here he said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Mm. Nathan, I love the ending of that verse because, you know, oftentimes when we think about uh, communion, I mean, really what comes to our mind for myself and oftentimes many people is just eating the cracker uh, and drinking the juice, but never really looking at it with a millennium kingdom, pers kingdom perspective. Uh, uh, for our future reign uh, with Christ. And, and I love there the ending of verse 29 where Jesus uh, clearly says, again, uh, I, I, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on to that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And the focus that I saw, Nathan, how wonderful is the Lord, even in communion prophetically, he wanted us to focus on the kingdom, on his coming on the wonderful things that await us as a church. You just can't get away from Bible prophecy, can you? 31% <laughs> of the Bible is prophesied. Here, Jesus is giving us in the Last Supper, one of the most important sacraments of the church is a Bible prophecy. And you're right, it's, it's, it's that part of, the, of this is always obscured, it's forgotten. We use, obviously, the the... Uh, Lord's Supper to remember Jesus' death and, and he died, he shed his blood, he shed his body, and we're to gather as Christians and do this and, and remember. Of course, it's been hard with the uh, virtual church, right? Uh, some churches yeah. have been attempting to, to do communion all from their homes and do it online. I, I haven't found that to be uh, very good, but, uh, you know, if it works for you, that's fine, but I, I just, it just is missing something there, but yeah, it, we're looking here at, at the sacrament to remember Jesus Christ's crucifixion and victory, but the true victory is in, in the past, it's in the future, isn't it? Absolutely, and that's why I love the future there, because it continues to point us uh, to his coming. One of the things that you and I look forward right now, Nathan, is the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church, right? We're going to be with the Lord, and then, of course, we're going to be uh, with the Lord in the time of the millennium and the Last Supper, and we're going to actually be, again, involved in this, what Jesus said right here. And Nathan, doesn't that just bring to mind uh, Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 through 9, as we consider to talk about the kingdom. And also, can you take us there, Nathan, just again, in case someone is following along so they can uh, check out these wonderful passages? Oh, absolutely. Revelation 19 is the fulfillment of the Lord's Supper. Hey, the, Jesus said, uh, you know, I won't be drinking wine with you. I won't be celebrating with you until the kingdom is instituted. Then we skip to Revelation 19. Well, here it is. The kingdom's uh, instituted, and we're in heaven here. And Revelation 19 says, let us be glad and rejoice in him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. Man, Nathan, I just love that. And, and I just thought to my mind, imagine breaking bread, communion with Jesus, eating together, fellowshipping together. That excites me a lot more than just thinking of a wafer and, and, and a little 
a cup of juice. <laughs> right, right. And I don't want to get into the, which it's just been a total misunderstanding that the bread and the wine actually turn into the body of Christ as the Catholic Church has adopted that. Clearly is not what Jesus is saying. Jesus was saying, do this in remembrance of me, not do this and eat me. You know, we don't need to eat Jesus, so to speak. Uh, we remember Jesus through communion. And really, and I, you bring up an excellent point, Vic, is that it points us to the future, to a time period that Jesus' death and resurrection provided the victory that allows people to get saved. And by putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then we become saved. We become fine linen, bright and clean, you know, holy, in other words, and before the Lord. And one day the Lord will have all those he's gathered from the church age, from Pentecost up to the rapture. They will be taken up to heaven and be with him in an event called the rapture. And there we will, as the tribulation is waging on the earth, we'll be celebrating with Jesus up in heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And no doubt when Jesus picks up his goblet and drinks that wine, he will remind us that this is the fulfillment of that prophecy, that he would eat and drink with us again when the whole church is gathered up in heaven to be with him forever. And man, that is going to be like one of the great milestones in all of humanity's history is that when the church is regathered with Jesus Christ. And I think we'll remember that as we throw out eternity. We'll remember, yes, this marriage supper of the Lamb is our victory dinner. Ooh, I love that. And I, you said a victory dinner. You know, Nathan, sometimes the thing is, again, people forget our, our future. Our future lies in the kingdom. Our future lies in the hope uh, of, of eternity. And that's why you and I will always urgently call out to individuals that if they don't have a relationship with Jesus, now is the time for them to start the relationship. Before the program, you and I were talking about this focus on death and fear. It seems that the world right now is wrapped in uh, fear and death because of the coronavirus rather than in hope and trust in Jesus Christ and our eternal future. And this is why during our program, we always encourage people. Again, this is this Bible prophecy to us is an encouragement to show you how close we are uh, to almost being with the Lord. And this is why if your life is not, uh, again, uh, encompassed by the things of the Lord, we need to reconsider some of our actions and where our focus is because, Nathan, the, the enemy loves to drive fear into the hearts of men. <laughs> yes, and so does the media. And uh, there's a lot of fear people out there and, and even more tragic, fearful Christians. But why should we fear? I mean, we have eternal life with Jesus Christ. Death is nothing more than a doorway that opens us to our real lives. Uh, look at the butterfly, for instance. It starts out as an egg and then it transforms into a caterpillar. It then goes into a chrysalis and turns into like a pile of goo and out comes the next phase, a butterfly. And this life, man, is only just one of those phases. Our true life, our glorified bodies await us when we die. So what is death to the, to the Christian but just a passing to our real stage, our eternal stage? And I think Christians are, are getting so worried about the coronavirus, we're we're putting our trust in the wrong things. We're putting our trust in medical experts and doctors and presidents and governors and, and judges and that we were looking for them to save us. We're looking for masks and health equipment and medicine and vaccines to fix us. And they all have their place and they're all important. But our true faith, our true trust should be in Jesus Christ, that we are in his hands and he has us. And no matter where you are, Christian, in your life, your future will coincide, will all converge at that marriage supper of the Lamb. 
Oh, that is amazing. And that is one celebration that we are looking forward to it, Nathan, that our position uh, in Christ, the things that the Lord has prepared for us. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6, Nathan, can you take us there? Because, I mean, this earth is not all there is. There's a lot more for the believer. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Revelation 20, verse 6. All right. I'm just pulling it up here. It'll take just a second. I thought I had it. Here we go. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Mm. And, and I love that verse because sometimes we might not feel this world might not consider us very important here. And there's a lot of people trying to, again, be popular and look for uh, worth and value. Yet the Bible says when you are a believer in Christ Jesus, all the wonderful value that God places on you and also the, the wonderful privilege and responsibilities that we will have with the Lord. We're going to rule and to reign. So we're going to be kings and, and kings. So I'm going to have to look for a King Nathan in heaven. <laughs> Oh, just Prince. Yeah, it is Prince. Prince is fine, right? Oh, I love the movie uh, Chronicles of Narnia. It's not really my genre, but there's a scene in the end when the four children are with Aslan, who represents Jesus Christ, in his kingdom. And they all sit on different thrones, and they're given different areas to rule, uh, based in the book on the compass. And it's just a, a wonderful picture of what it'll be like when the millions and millions of those faithful from Old Testament, New Testament, millennial kingdom to come, tribulation saints, will one day be in Christ's kingdom, and we will rule and reign with him, and we will live eternally with him. And brother, that's, that makes this world seem so pathetic, doesn't it? It's a dark shadow. Actually, the Bible calls it a dark reflection. It's, a, it's just a, a phase and a very short one at that. That's why... Giving your life to Jesus Christ and choosing him is the most important thing that you can ever do because it is the doorway by which you go into that future life. Otherwise, you're trapped on the same road, the road to hell, the eternal judgment, to death, the second death as Revelation 20 calls it. But if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, your sins are forgiven, and you've inherited eternal life, and that second death, that which means going to hell, that second you die on this earth, but then you'll go to hell in the second death. That won't touch you. That won't, that's not your future at all. Everybody's born heading towards that second death. But Jesus Christ, he saves us. He rescues us from that second death when we put our faith and trust in him. Oh, I love that. That's all so awesome, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into the truth will set you free. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb, Lion Ministry. And we're talking about prophecy uh, and communion. Again, our eternal future lies in the kingdom with Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God, as we celebrate and break bread and fellowship with him. And Nathan, how wonderful the kingdom is going to be. It's going to be filled with the glory and the knowledge of God. Uh, the Bible is clear in, in the book of Zechariah, chapter 14, verses 16 through 17, Nathan. Can you take us there again as we consider the kingdom, as we consider communion, as we consider what awaits us? Oh, absolutely. Well, just to give context, at the end of the seven-year tribulation, Jesus Christ returns with us, the church. We follow him and we watch him single-handedly defeat Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophet, prophet, their armies, the demons, and he 
cast Satan, uh, excuse me, the Antichrist and false prophet into the second death, hell, and Satan goes into a pit to be held for a thousand years. And Jesus then sets up his rule and reign on this earth from Jerusalem. He washes the earth clean of the tribulation judgments. It's a new paradise. We're talking about a time period where there's no want, there's no real sickness, the, the curse has been partially lifted, not fully, but partially and we read here in Zechariah 14, 16 through 17. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feasts of tabernacles. And it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, on them there will be no rain. Oh, Nathan, I love that passage. That time is coming. Isn't that amazing? The whole earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. All of us communing and participating under the kingdom of Jesus. I can't wait for that day to come. Absolutely. This everyone who's left of all the nations, what it's saying is, is that by the end of the tribulation, those who survived the 21 judgments. And sadly, there won't be very many because we read in another passage how they're all gathered into the valley of Jehoshaphat. All of humanity is basically kills itself for those seven years and of course God's judgments and Satan's wrath as well so there's humanity is very small once more can only just fit in a valley but those who are faithful to Jesus will live on into his kingdom and we they will be the ones that we the glorified saints will rule and reign over uh, with the perfect conditions and the lifespans going up to a thousand years again uh, the earth will quickly repopulate itself uh, one estimate I saw was there could be 20 billion people on the planet and no need or want because uh, the world would be justly guided by the Lord. The food will be plentiful. There'll be no starvation or famine or, or poor people and <laughs> no poorness anymore. And uh, what a time to think that. So what the Lord does, he wants the people to connect with them. So he's there physically and up ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. And he wants the nations, the new nations that come up to spend time with him, to praise him and worship him and, and fellowship with him. It's just a great time of, of gathering and all, but unfortunately the human heart is wicked and even in a perfect utopia, people will start rebelling against God. And we see a little of that there, that some will say, hey, you know, we're not going up to see Jesus. Uh, yeah, forget him. And the Lord will turn the rain off on their country until they say, hey, you know, come back. Again, the Lord always has to bring us back to him. We, we're prone to wander, as the old hymn says. And, uh, and so even in the millennial kingdom, we'll see that people be prone to wander. Yes, and in our, in our in our previous programs, we've covered that in Revelation 21, right, Nathan, that last battle that will take place in the yet further future, as we called it. Uh, but, uh, but we know that uh, during that time, uh, we're going to be with the Lord. We're going to be reigning. We're going to be ruling. And the Bible says that the Lord himself uh, is going to be uh, instructing and teaching us. So I think it's just fantastic. And Nathan, I know our time is short, but can you take us to Habakkuk? Uh, chapter 2, verse 14. Again, these are just exciting passages in terms of prophecy and communion and the kingdom of God and, and, and how that is wonderfully outlined for those who put their trust in him. Oh, that's another great passage about uh, the millennial kingdom. Verse 14 reads, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Woo! We know we're not there yet, Nathan. Today we have so much fake news and so much fake knowledge, but the time is coming when the truth is going to be all over the world. 
Yeah, that's why you hear some Christians say, oh, yeah, we're living in the kingdom right now. And I'm like, if this is the kingdom, then this is terrible. No way is this kingdom. Is the earth filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord? Absolutely not. The, the knowledge of the Lord is, is not far. And look, it says it's not just the knowledge of God. They don't say, well, people know there's a Jesus. Knowledge of the glory of the Lord. In other words, they understand that he is king and he loves us and he rules and reigns with us. He's glorious and majestic kingly in other words he rules and jesus though he had wrested the title deed from satan by his death on the cross the title deed to the earth he hasn't claimed his inheritance yet and that's what we're waiting for we're waiting for jesus to come back and to claim his inheritance and then the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the lord so we're not in the kingdom yet we're not in the tribulation yet either but we're getting very close Jesus gave us signs to look out for that said they'd increase in frequency and intensity. We're seeing natural disasters, sicknesses, false prophets, wars, fearful events, great signs in the sky, the whole world being against Israel and Jerusalem. We're seeing that now. And Jesus said that would be the signs leading up to his return. Brother, we're in that time period. So we know things are going to happen fast. We've seen the whole world transform in, in just a month under the coronavirus Think it'll be like when the Christians are taken off this earth and the world falls under a global antichrist world ruler and all the natural disasters heat up and the judgments come. Brother, people will be longing for the days of the coronavirus for those who live in the tribulation. Ooh, Nathan, and that's, that is so true. And I mean, if, if individuals will only grasp a hold of what we're saying, especially believers, that's why we're encouraged to look up because our redemption journey now more than ever, Nathan, the clock is ticking and we are at the last minute uh, before the Lord returns. I mean, really, we're living in exciting time for the church. I'm not afraid. I'm not fearful. Man, I'm excited because I know that the Lord is coming. And what an opportunity for us to invite as many people to heaven with us. So, Nathan, in closing, will you be able to share with that person on the other side that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start that relationship with him right now? Well, that's an excellent uh, point you make, and I think people need to realize that when, when Vic says that he's not fearful, he has a lot to be fearful for because he's one of these first responders. He's uh, in the hospitals with the sick people. He's, he's working on the equipment on his other job <laughs> when he's not pastoring churches and doing all the stuff that Vic does. And that Vic can go into these hospitals and be around coronavirus patients and, and see sick people all the time. And say he's not scared. Brothers and sisters, that means something. It, it, I love that Vic's heart is so with the Lord because he trusts the Lord. Absolutely. He knows whatever happens, God is with him. And you can have that same trust too. You can know that no matter how bad the world gets, that you can have peace and joy because your faith and trust is in Jesus Christ, that solid rock upon which you can stand. And so if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, then today, surrender your life to Jesus and pray from your heart. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me, Lord. I want to be a child of God. I want to live with you forever. Thank you, Jesus. Your guilt will be gone. You will inherit new life. And you will be with Jesus forever at that marriage supper of the Lamb. Mm. Amen. Woo, amen. Thank you so much, Nathan, for those wonderful, encouraging words. Hey, listen, if maybe you prayed and trusted in Christ right now as Nathan Jones was leading you in that wonderful prayer, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. We would love to pray with you. We'd love to send you a Bible. We would love to encourage you. And we'd love to also just uh, uh, celebrate with you in your wonderful journey with the Lord. 
So again, uh, reach out to us if you're in need of prayer post, call us. We would love to hear from you. We're very excited. And of course, as we come to the close of our program, Nathan Jones and myself, we just want to thank you for your prayers and thank you for joining us. But remember this week, go out there, make a difference, share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible. Because again, that is the, the, the joy that, that we um, each week rejoice in is to know that people are coming to the Lord because faithful Christians are not fearful but they're faithful and they're going out there doing what the Lord called us to do. So, Nathan, thank you so much for being on the program. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to be on, brother. God bless you all.